Excitement is in the air in Cubs land. We talk about it all right now. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. Please support the show and be a part of our community by following on your preferred audio platform. And you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Although with with the type of son Sam got, he, he sort of looks like a Cardinals fan. Uh, we'll get to that in a second we come to you today for a monday episode in peace finish the intro as excitement is in the air cubs win the series over the cardinals a lot of cody bellinger discussion on this episode dansby swanson with a triumphant return and pat hughes officially a hall of fame broadcaster as after dropping the series opener on thursday the cubs got on a roll with three straight victories to take the series from the Cardinals cemented a very solid and enjoyable weekend on the north side. Cubs with wins of 4-3 to three Friday, 8-6 to six Saturday, and 7-2 to two on Sunday. They are now three games under 500 at 48-51. and 51. Sam, a lot of positivity right now in Cubs land. Yeah, you know, I give them a lot of credit because – when you went into this Cardinal series, you had a little bit of momentum, right? You won the last two against the Nats. And then I think the best pitching matchup on paper for the Cubs was Thursday evening, Mats v. Stroman. You lose that convincingly. I'm starting to send you texts about like football season. Right. And then Justin you come, Fields, 4,000 yards. You come out Friday, Steele throws really well. It was kind of yep. a game, it, it was kind of a game where it felt like the Cubs should have been up more than they were, and it wasn't their fault. And then you have that crazy call that finally was a break. It goes in their direction against Burleson. They turn the double play, and they deserve that. Like, it was a bad call, and they deserved it. Uh, we all know that. And then Friday's game, Swanson returns, and it was the type of game, how many times on this show have we said, that they haven't won, not only haven't won, but they haven't even fought in, right? They get down early, they go to bed. They get down it. early, yep. they don't fight back. They got down not one, not twice, not three times, but four times they went <laughs> down. Smiley, you know, forgot how to field his position. It just felt like one of those doom games, and they find a way to win it and come yeah. back. And then on Sunday, the pitching matchup, I think, the Cardinals felt the best about the Cubs just came in just like the Cardinals did and destroyed them. And yeah. you know what? You know, it's been a a roller coaster of a season, and that's not a hyperbole at all. Um, it, it has it, been. It's been a roller coaster season, but I, I we we could come out there. They showed a lot of fight this weekend, and and I know people are going to say you know the cynics of the world, and believe it or not, I'm not one of those. I'm just slightly pessimistic. I'm not a cynic. <laughs> A lot of people are going to say, well, St. Louis is bad. No, they're not. Their record is bad. They are not. Roster easy, isn't bad. They're not, A, they're not an easy team to play. And B, coming into this weekend, they were as hot as anybody in baseball. Five straight. 
you know, and like eight out of they nine. They won six straight like Thursday. Yeah. No, they, and, and it's a rivalry series and they, you know, Friday and Saturday were very tightly contested games. Very eventful games. No, it was a, it was a really fun weekend and, you know, they, they've put themselves in a position now where they, they're still kicking. You know, they're still yeah. kicking, and we'll talk a little trade. We'll talk a little decision. But at the end of the day, you know, they've only gained a half game um, during this 10-game stretch. They went 6-4 and four because, you know, Milwaukee's playing really well. But they did gain a couple games in the wild card. And, and there are some struggling teams like the Marlins who finally got off the schneid today <laughs> um, on Sunday. But, but they're fighting. And they're three games under, and you know what else is there to say? This is what this team looks like Hopefully when you have a twenty to thirty minute show. When you have a star, right? Cody, oh, Bellinger, Cody Bellinger, that's right, player. Cody Bellinger in the month of July is a superstar, and we've talked about it on the show. We just did it last week with Soto. When you have a guy performing at a superstar level, all of a sudden, haps at bats look a lot better. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I Suzuki, can't take you seriously. I'm sorry. All of a sudden, Suzuki's at bats look a little bit better, right? It, it brings everything together. They, they've had one bad offensive game in the second half. Oh, it's it's crazy how impressive they've been offensively, and and the ability to show that nice fight. I am I am feeling giddy on this Sunday evening as we record because it's literally the first Sunday. That, that we've been giddy on the whole freaking season. And I would be more giddy too if I wasn't a bit overheated. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I touched my screen. I get zapped. No, I didn't I didn't wear sunscreen this weekend. So That's, we didn't notice. So <laughs> the 100th game of the season is on Tuesday. We haven't had an enjoyable Sunday of recording. I'm sorry. Yeah. Outside of that one, that one Dodgers weekend, maybe when I came back from LA, that was a fun. Yeah, but even in that series, they had some, you know, just some towers of terrors in that one. Well, David Peralta, yeah. But you showed nice fight Friday and Saturday. Great fight. The opener strategy Saturday. I saw many publications, many outlets say that it was a failure. I, I'm, I don't see that. And Jamison Tyone on Sunday was solid as well. Five and two-thirds, seven hits, one run, one walk, six strikeouts on 109 pitches. But, folks, as Justin Steele said after his start on Friday, he called it, quote, must-watch television, close quote. Cody Bellinger, Sam, as you say, wildly impressive. Uh, more impressive performances over the weekend. And in 19 games this month so far here in July, he's hitting 452 with seven home runs and 22 runs batted in. I am simply enjoying the Cubs having the hottest hitter on the planet right now. It's, it's exciting when he steps to the plate. He's a threat every time. He's even getting productive outs. It's, it's incredible. This, uh, it's, it's one of the better stretches I could remember for any hitter in this, you know, in the in this Cub era. And the timing, of course, is impeccable because right. you know we're talking trades and and he's listen, he's helping the Cubs one way or another, right? Winning games and raising his value. But here's the thing: it's annoying, I think, for everybody that every time he gets a hit or hits a homer, we have to discuss it. And here, here's my take on it. 
I thought it was a foregone conclusion when they that they were going to trade him, but that thought came from the fact that I thought it was a foregone conclusion the Cubs were out of it. Um, if they continue to win games, they have six games left. I guess technically seven, but I think it's yeah six. I think games. we should make it our official position as this show to say six, right? Yeah, so six games um, before the deadline, two on the south side and two in Bush Stadium or four Bush Stadium. Um, I don't know what the number is, but this idea that people are saying, oh, their decision's already made, or oh, you can't decide over six games, baloney. When it's it's this close of a margin, you know, if they go four and two and they're four out of the wild card and five and a half out of the division, I don't think the, the prospect or whoever you're getting back for Bellinger is worth saying, forget this season, because here's the key. I know that the Cubs don't look like they are World Series contenders right now. But I think this fan base and this organization would do very, very good with competitive August baseball. August games that matter. And look, if they're 8, 9, 10 out, you know, you got to capitalize that. Maybe you try and get them back. But if you're hanging in there, I don't think you could get over being the Chicago Cubs and dealing him. I I, I just don't. I, I just didn't think that they, on Thursday night and after they lost game one of the Nationals, I didn't think they were going to be within, you know, almost five games of a playoff spot. And we'll see. But let me tell you this. Don't pretend that the, these six games matter a lot. Four and two versus two and four. I don't care what anybody says. That could be a difference maker. It is. It totally is. And I look at, look at the Bellinger situation a few different ways right now. I do want to lead off with uh, the, not only does he look like a solid player, he looks like someone they could build around in areas of need in which you've had them now for multiple years. Right. Center field defense, uh, center field in general, first base in general, power, power from the left side, hitting from average, hitting from average from the left side. I mean, he fills so many boxes And I can only be reminded right now of of John Lester. And I will will clip the quote and tweet it on Monday morning if if that's what it takes. Or I will put it in as an overlay on here some point this week. But when John Lester got traded from the Red Sox to the A's, granted, he was a lifelong Red Sox. Bellinger has been with the Cubs since March, right, in uniform. But when John Lester left the Red Sox and went to the A's, his quotes during the Cubs press conference in January of of 15, he was very public multiple times saying, hey, when I left the Red Sox, I knew that I could be comfortable somewhere else. And my mind as a human did wander into, I am just going to pitch somewhere else. So if you feel like, especially where you're at in the division, that Cody Bellinger is someone you want to keep, and you feel even the slightest percentage would increase your chances to keep him in August and September in order to sign him in December again, then I think it's worth taking that chance. Right. Um, And and I do think, Sam, as you lay out the the situation, the goal for me is – is to still make the drive to 500. Yep. 
And if they sweep the White Sox, a two-game series only, Kopech and Lynn on the mound, they haven't exactly been Cy Youngs this year. And you do three out of four over the Cardinals again, again, all easier said than done. And oh, that's – that would be if a they, five in one week. No, but a, if they if they do that and they sell, we'll both we'll we both will boycott the show. A five in one week puts you at fifty three and fifty two with one game remaining before the deadline. At fifty three and fifty two, no. you're going to check the standings. You would have likely picked up two games somewhere, either the the central or the wild card. There's no way you sell. No, no way. Fifty three and fifty two. Even if no. they're fifty two and fifty three, you don't sell. I, I agree with everything you said on Bellinger. Here's the key point. Here's the key point with it. I agree with everything you said. Does Jed feel like what he is doing? Because what people don't understand about these situations is you're not extending him or you're no. not deciding not to trade him off of what he just did. It's off True. of what you are projecting him to do. So Jed has to make the call, and he has to make the correct one. Is is this some sort of fluky situation, which I'm starting to – at first I thought it was on this show. Now it's it's not, the, the power. But the question is, is this – now this, of course, is unsustainable. But is, is Cody Bellinger a guy that could be a cornerstone in our lineup OPS over 850 for the next three, four, five years, or is this a flash in the pan, extra motivated guy before the thing, and next year he's going to be back to you know hitting 220, 230? That's the decision. I don't. I think that's more the decision than being sellers or being buyers. Is is he the guy that we want to invest in long term? Right. Because we've all listen. There's nobody on in the country that overreacts more day to day than me from this show, right? <laughs> one one day some guy's the worst guy, the next day he's the best guy. Where Jed has to make that distinction is, hey, he's he might cost a three digit number. Are we going to pay him a three digit number? Um, a nine you know, digit number. But, yeah, sorry, I, I mean say, I'm talking like like just yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he's going to get a hundred M's easy. But the counterpoint to that is, is if you don't trade him, you get more time to wait and see. Exactly right. Yes. You get more more information. Right. Under it's your very, roof. It's very interesting. As we set off the air to just, to just close this out, it'll all be solved if you could keep winning games this week. And imagine if they go five and one against these two rivals, man. Oh, well, we'll preview that, uh, you know, uh, tomorrow because I got some things to say about that franchise. Coming up next, I'll save it for the show. Dansby Swanson returned immediately, made an impact. Stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users in 2022. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Sleeper is now offering up to 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less. On your favorite baseball stats like homers, strikeouts, hits, and more, use promo code LOCKDOWN. That's LOCKDOWN in all caps, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational over 30 states. Check out Sleeper 
today. The Cubs play the White Sox at 7.10 p.m. Central Tuesday. And you can listen to every pitch with the Cubs hometown broadcast on SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Cubs, or tune in to Channel 844 and catch the Cubs all season long on SiriusXM. Dansby Swanson returned this weekend, and he was paramount for the Cubs right away. Came off the IL after that heel injury. And on Saturday, went two for four with a double RBI. And Sunday, two for four with an RBI. Both runs batted in were with two outs. Mm. And he was smooth defensively. He knows his range. And it's just great to have him back. It, it You saw the lineup Saturday. It's like, all right, let's go. No, that lineup Saturday and Sunday gets you – like when Bellinger's hitting the way he is – it 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 looks like a really kind of functional team um and lineup yes. the di- the difference with him out there defensively just as a fan you know in the game on sunday it was bases loaded two outs deyong 7-1 rucker on the mound kind of felt like if it was going to be a game it was going to be right there mm-hmm. and and rucker gets that grounder short and just and this is no disrespect to Nico because as Ross said on Saturday, the drop off really wasn't from Dansby to Nico. It was because Nico had to leave to cover Dansby. That's the drop off there. But just the difference knowing that he's at short, you just you start clapping. Right. You know the right. play is gonna be made. And kind of see. He say makes one, it look so easy. First of all, and by the way, shout out, you're wearing a six seventy uh shirt. Um, I got yeah. I, I listened to 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 Matt Spiegel and, and Meneker. Uh, Elise, Elise Meneker, Meneker yeah. yeah, Elise Meneker today, uh, Sunday, for about 25 minutes in the car. Very nice job. Yeah, it was really good. And the the Cubs or Marquee or the score need to do something to lock up Elise Meneker. Yeah, she's very uh, good. Because she's done some Mets stuff this year for SNY. Yeah. And uh, she needs to have a bigger TV role, a bigger radio role or something. Well, honestly. Uh, she's real solid. And, and you know, not to go down the boo lane, but I kind of like no. – Really enjoyed Beth Mowens. Um, oh, I've I've been listening to Beth Mowens for over a decade on well, college the, football Saturdays. Well, no, yeah, all, she would always get the 11 a.m. ESPN two slot. Right, and Iowa was in there quite a bit. Yeah, no, but like I would almost say like I enjoyed her kind of more than anyway. Well, she's uh, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. So and uh, Boog's elite. He just he just does the no. broadcast sound like a Cubs broadcast? No, he's an elite national broadcaster. Elite. Uh, um, but yes, as far as Swanson goes, and, and can I say one thing? I know, I guess, yeah, yeah, I know that we live in this stat cast era uh, and analytic era, uh, and we love to talk about tools and how hard you throw and how fast you run and exit velo. Let me ask, I just want you to answer this in a yes or no manner, okay? Yeah, well, we'll see. Who, uh, and then I said, who. <laughs> Okay. Does Christopher Morrell have unbelievable natural instincts and athletic ability? Yes. Yes. And yet, he makes all the flashy plays at second base. He has a cannon of an arm, but he, he's not a great defensive player. Dansby Swanson ha- doesn't have half the tools that Christopher Morrell does defensively, and he's the best defensive player in the entire world. So my point is, is that That's there, is pretty a, amazing. there is a little bit of baseballing and, and instinct. Does Dancy oh, Swanson, does Dancy Swanson ha- have a great arm? I don't think so. Yeah, right. It doesn't, it doesn't stick out as much as you would think. No, he just gets the ball there. Right. You know, it's just, I just, 
I, I just I just like to get that out. Baseball actions. Yeah, baseball matters. You know what I mean? Because right. that guy to me has been better than advertised defensively. And I have to say as well, he was everywhere in his absence. I mean, every oh. time a Cub would return from a, a play, he was in the shot. No, it, it, hey, he could be a coach one day. Jan Gomes could be a coach. Hendricks well, could be a coach. One of these guys be, might be the manager next, next year. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was probably not no, but um, okay. but but Swanson's absence was also very noticeable defensively. It just everything flows much better, and then they get mad. Madrigal should be back to face his former club, right? So one other note that I have here, uh, he was. On track to return on Tuesday against the White Sox. He played third Friday and Saturday Uh-oh. at AAA for the I-Cubs and was scheduled to DH on Sunday. However, Nick Madrigal was scratched shortly before first pitch Sunday uh. and is now considered day-to-day in his recovery from his hamstring strain. With So he's, he in, his absence was due to his hamstring? He had lower body fatigue. Oh, no, no. So he no. will not be back Tuesday. Hopefully he'll be back Thursday for that series with the Cardinals. Uh, right, right. All right, coming up next, we celebrate Pat Hughes, the Hall of Famer. Stay tuned. Pat Hughes, winner of the 2023 Ford C. Frick Award for Excellence in Broadcasting and now a spot in Cooperstown. He'll now forever be known as Hall of Famer, Pat Hughes, Sam, what a great speech he had Saturday, and he has a hundred percent earned this spot. If you, whatever you're doing on this Monday afternoon, where there's no Cubs baseball on Monday night, Monday morning, whatever you listen, sometime Monday, please go watch that speech because yes. you want to know what it reminded me of. And when I say what I'm using as an example is a speech that just totally encapsulates the human, right? Right. Peyton Manning's Hall of Fame speech, and and, and Pat Hughes. There, it was it, it, Peyton uh, Manning's speech. It, it literally was the most Peyton Manning speech I've ever heard. That speech by Ron, uh, by, by Pat Hughes, with the way he mentioned Ron Sano yeah. and Coomer. He didn't miss any names. His engineers. He didn't stutter one time. He didn't have any issues. It sounded like poetry. I know. It's so good. And and it was awesome. And and I and I'll say this as a as a diehard Cub fan that, you know, was born in 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 late, late 93. So I basically, as I started becoming a real Cub fan, that was the radio uh, that I listened to. I yeah. couldn't be more proud to have him represent our organization. There's yeah. no better – like, when you're talking about the Cubs to somebody else, one of the first names I mention is Pat. If you don't like Pat Hughes, you don't like the country. You don't like the world. You don't like sports. You don't, you don't like, like the like Cubs. Life. You don't like right. it. You don't like baseball. Right, right. Like, I, I know Sox fans that like listening to Pat Hughes. <laughs> right, right. And the Cubs play the White Sox Tuesday and Wednesday this week. Yeah, Kopech and Lynn, all or nothing. Get to them early. And, you know, they, they give up a lot of homers, but we don't really hit a lot. So. We'll preview that for Tuesday's episode. And, uh, yeah, I was just really enthralled by Pat Hughes. Just really appreciative of him. He no. is literally a living legend. And I will be pressing the play button on my boombox 
uh, this week to listen to Patty Hughes. Jack Brickhouse. And I'll line it up with the, the video call. Harry Carey, Casper. Wow, Casper. I mean, may, maybe only second of the Giants and then Vin Scully. I mean, we have been very spoiled with our broadcasters. Uh, here we except go. for the last couple of years. All right. So, uh, so <laughs> all right. So Pat Hughes, what a thrill. And we are going to preview that White Sox series, the Pale Hose, as Sam would say on our old show, maybe in yeah. previous episodes of this one. Yeah. Uh, and they're not very good. We'll do that for Tuesday. <laughs> uh, they apparently had a winning window. And uh, wow, is it stuffy in that house, player? <laughs> and, no, it's, uh, it's winter. And yeah. so uh, we're also, Sam, I, I meant to tell you this off the air, yeah. but uh, we had, you know, some different things prior to recording. Yeah, that's and an understatement. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would like to go live after both of those games. Oh, really? That, yeah. you're gonna, we're going to do that. Yeah. All I right. would like to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. These are big, be... big matchups cross town. No, huge. You go two and oh, you feel you feel great. You might even hear some buyer discussion. And 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 I and I am gonna be talking about that for Tuesday's show. I do think if they do keep Bellinger, maybe they could trade one of their eight thousand six hundred and fifty-four prospects for like a late inning reliever. Yeah, setup man for Alzali would be would be nice. Yeah, because Merriweather's starting to fatigue. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Lockdown Cubs on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm, Apple, Spotify, where we get your podcast and streaming on SiriusXM. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is a winning edition of Lockdown Cubs.